gets me so fired up. I don't know why. I hear it every week, but every time I see it, I have to give it like one of these or like it's something like that. Yeah. Welcome to the Zach Dressler Show, everyone. I'm Zach Dressler. Thank you for coming and joining the show. Welcome new subscribers. You know, welcome back people that just love to hear me talk. New, new and old. <laughs> new and new old. old. <laughs> um, if you like it, please subscribe Smash to it. the channel. Smash that subscribe button. All right. You can also check out the audio portion. Don't forget to like. Oh, yeah. And like. Please like. Oh, if you're listening on the audio platforms, rate and review the show because that's that'll that'll move that'll move the show up. Yeah. Uh, you up. know, we're like, yo, please just review us. Yeah. You know, even if you give us a bad review, like uh, I don't like Zach's hair, it's too long <laughs> or whatever it may be. Um, you know, just 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 interact with it. Yeah. Comment in the comment section. I will comment back with you. I'll have an interaction if you fucking want. All right. Uh, just be nice about it or don't, I don't give a shit, (laughs) but you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, all the great ones. I have, uh, some new links. We have some new links for the show. We got got some beautiful digital real estate, beautiful digital real estate. I got a four letter domain. Fancy. It's tzds.tv. Super easy. And also it was super cheap. And I also got it. Tzds.gay. If you go to tzds.gay, it'll redirect you. (laughs) To the, <laughs> it was only another five bucks, Take and it. and if you buy a dot gay domain, twenty percent of the proceeds go to an LGBT fund. There we go. So hey, we're, we're helping support uh, LGBT community. Yeah, and yeah. we're all about that. I'm all about that. Uh, so please go 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 what hit up it? those. What is it? TZS, TZDS dot TV and TZDS dot gay. Yes. Okay, and those proceeds. Go to the LGBTQ community. Yeah, my five dollar registration fee. I think twenty percent of that went. <laughs> so perfect. Uh, whatever. Listen, two bucks. They, we we help out everyone as much as we can. When we get more money, we will donate more money. Okay. And the only way we can do that is if you subscribe and like to the channels, folks. That's right. It's so the name of the game. It. Please the do it. But today I'm excited about the show, as I'm excited about every show. Uh, I have an amazing guest on, John Tag. He's an actor, producer, and director. John and I met about five, six years ago at the Vancouver Web Festival. Uh, I was uh, uh, touring, uh, well, touring, I guess, taking it to all these festivals. My web series called Zach and Me, which you can check out online. But John was also um, showing his uh, series, which is a fantastic like thriller called The Rolling Soldiers, an action thriller. Right um, here. What's that? Right up here. Right up here. Right here. You can check it out. He is. It's. It's. It's a great. It, it's fantastic because it's so. Just go watch it. It's so. It, it's. It's entertaining. It's action packed. He does his own stunts. And his blue eyes. He, he's got blue eyes. Those, yeah. those Irish blue eyes. <laughs> but it, he did it such. A, he did such a good job. And and it, it's a shame if you don't check it out because it is better than a lot of TV. It's shot better than a lot of TV shows. Shot a lot of the better movies. So, go check it out. John Tag, he's going to be joining us shortly. How you doing, bro? How you doing, Indy? Doing well, man. Yeah. I just uh, racked up on those uh, URLs. I'm, 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 I'm jazzed. I'm happy. I'm energized, dude. When you sent me that text, I was like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> we're moving up." Hell yeah, TZDS.tv, TZDS.gay. Hell, I figured. I don't know. For some reason, I figured your your East Coast friends would find that funny. Oh yeah, more funny. My buddy Steve, my buddy Richie, Brat Moose. They're all gonna fucking. They're just love gonna it. refresh the dot gay. Yeah, <laughs> I was and absolutely. I, they're gonna love it. They'll be like, "Bro, what is this TZDS dot gay about?" And I'm like, what do you mean? Just go to the link, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> fucking go like it. 
Yeah. Hey, it's a gay old time here at the Zach Jessler show. <laughs> it's a gay old time. But uh, yeah, you're racking I'm up. I'm doing well, by the way. You're doing good. You're doing good. You're very gay right now. You're doing very well. I got to say, you bring it out in me, Zach. I got to say. I Listen, this is this has been um, the past like three months we've been doing this. This has been like my refuge. This has been my, my enjoyable time. Not saying I don't enjoy being home with my girlfriend, Carrie. I have a blast with her. But, you know, this is just like it's two friends hanging out. We're having a good time on our show. Whether you want to fucking listen or not, subscribe. Fuck you. And it's it's. I don't know, man. Bless this is just this has been. I, if if you didn't approach me about this and really push me to do this, I might have lost my mind during the pandemic, during the whole COVID thing, because this was this was really. I mean, this has been. It's not over. It's not over yet. The pandemic is not over. Just to let you guys know, I'm not going to pull Joe Rogan with we're, some. We're pulling out. We're pulling out slowly. There's, there's light. There's light. This, listen, yeah. and that yes, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You got vaccinated. Yeah. I got vaccinated. That's true. It's slowly happening. Still be careful. Wear your mask. I know I'm not wearing mine right now. Indy's in the other room 10 to 20 feet away from me, so stop it. I don't want to hear it. And the door is 75% shut? Yeah, exactly. I'm seeing you through a foot. And Indy yeah. Yeah. cleans this place right after I leave, not because I smell, but because and it's before. protocol. And, be- and before. before. But well, mostly because That's the smell. most important part. I don't give a shit after. And before. I mean, well, I makes guess it makes, me, it makes after, me feel yeah. safe. But you know, speak, speaking of reopening, man, I mean, uh, like, I'm excited. I know you're excited. Like, baseball is starting. Oh, my God, man. Opening like, day I, is. I, I love baseball. Opening day was a couple of weeks ago. No, opening day is today, I think, or tomorrow. Not when this is coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so in case you didn't know, like, we were pre-recorded these. The magic of fucking. Yeah, so opening day happened. Uh. Two weeks ago. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was a great opening week. It was a great Incredible. great opening week. Uh, we have no idea who won. I'm assuming <laughs> the Yankees are undefeated and the Dodgers have one loss and they're, you know. No, but, uh, but on, on a real note, no, super exciting. I think uh, definitely 2021 is going to be way different than how it started. Yeah. Um, and even though there's anti-vaxxers out there, I think um, companies and, and the places that anti-vaxxers want to go will require you to have a vaccine to do. So I Absolutely. think they'll just eventually reluctantly. And if not, yep. then you might go, bye-bye. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's the, the reality of it all, anti-vaxxers. Uh, but it's just, again, it's they're not, you know, baseball parks aren't opening at full capacity, but just the, the idea that, because I'm not going to go right away, but this summer, and one of my favorite things to do in the summer is go to a Dodger game, go to a Yankee game and just oh, yeah. sit, have a dog, have beer, and just watch the game and enjoy it. Because, you know, you know, baseball to me is it's enjoyable. It's way more enjoyable in person. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, unless it's the unless it's the playoffs, and then I can watch it anywhere. But to be at a game, to be it's just it's. What's the most uh, amount of games you've been in in a season? In the season, uh, I'd probably say it was two thousand and nine. It was the the year the Yankees won the series? Oh, you know, really? like anywhere between anywhere between two thousand eight and two thousand eleven was a lot because uh, my father. Uh, was uh, you know in a, in a very steady relationship with a woman that had season tickets to the Yankees games, oh, yeah. and you know <laughs> she would take us to the games. I would probably I was probably going every other week, mm. you know, and then that was with her tickets. And then my friends who are huge Yankees fans, we would just go and you know hang with the bleacher creatures, you know, or go and just watch it. You know, um, it's just it's one of my favorite things to do, yeah. and. I can't wait. What I'm really looking forward to, and we'll do a video if it happens. Every year, the Dodgers do three amazing nights for me a year, and that is unlimited Dodger dog night. Mm. 
okay, where you pay, I think it's a, or no, it's dollar Dodger dog night. That's what it is. You pay a dollar for a Dodger dog. Yeah, I think it's like right, right field is all you can eat or something. Yeah, right field is all you can eat. Night, but yeah. the Dodge, they have like three nights. It's usually in the beginning of the season, three nights or three random nights, Dodger do- dollar Dodger dog night. Mm. And I want to do a video to see if I can do nine and nine innings. <laughs> And then shit my brains out the next day. <laughs> nine and nine innings. Oh my god, that's the goal. What if they go to tenth? Well, then we're gonna have to have a tenth dog, bro. <laughs> Hopefully that won't happen. <laughs> Hopefully that won't happen. But oh, but man. I think they stopped serving dogs after like eighth, nine inning anyway. So I'd have to like pre pre order. Oh yeah, that. you'd yeah. have to you'd have to hit a, a, a like a like a ratio yeah. per, per inning. It'd be yeah. like one point three per. I, inning. I think at the seventh <laughs> inning, I'd have to buy three more hot dogs just to you know. Yeah, yeah, to cover the last the last innings there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm Funnily, excited about that. Yeah. The before we get John on, dude, something crazy happened last night. What's that? <laughs> so me and Carrie, <laughs> me and Carrie were working late. She was writing and I was editing somebody's project. And it's like eleven o'clock at night, and we're hanging out. And all of a sudden, I hear we hear this like <laughs> like this blood curdling scream. And it, it, it didn't sound human. So we're like, it's definitely some animal. But what animal is this? It We thought it was the pit bull next door eating a cat or a possum mm. because it was just, it was horrible. And so, like, we stopped. We're like, all right, did we go outside? And then we heard it again. I'm like, I'm going outside. So we bust <laughs> out front side. We have, like, you know, a tiny house. And we hear it. And it's it's pitch black dark. I mean, we have the light on. But it's just it's darkness around us, and it's like one of those things where like we don't know we don't know where the sound's coming from because it's 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 ah ah right ah, and I'm like where is it, is it over there by the gate? Is it over there by the tree? And so Carrie puts his flashlight up <laughs> on the house, and we see a possum. I'm like, oh, it's a possum, but the possum's going away. Carrie turns the light ever so slightly to the right, and there are not one, but two raccoons, shagging, shagging, oh doggy God. style. And it was, they didn't care. We were watching it. I filmed it. It's on my Instagram. Oh, yeah. It's been playing on the screen, as you've been saying. It's right here. Yeah. And it's just, I I, I don't know. It's the funniest thing in the world. I couldn't stop laughing. I could not. I mean, I. I, I, I got to say, that was one of the more entertaining Instagram stories. That. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I, I posted it at night. And when I woke up, I think it was the most engagement I've yeah. ever had in the story. I had like 30 messages. You know, half of them were like, this is incredible. How, how is this possible? You know, like, I'm well, like. It was such a, it was such a moment. Like, they were like, what are you looking at? And it was framed. I framed yeah. it really well. You framed it really well. Yeah. You could see the the reflection in their eyes. And then Carrie pulling a whose line is it anyway yeah. Yeah. On, on the scene and overdubbing. Yeah, she, my girlfriend's a great improviser and a great voiceover actor. You should bring her on the show. I, I, well, I'm yeah. trying. Dude, she's the only one. I was like, every time I'm like, hey, you want to come on? She's like, not yet. Not yet. Like, what the fuck are you waiting for? What does she for? think this is? Like Game what, of Thrones? What the fuck something? you waiting for? They're not ready yet. Come on. She's got things that she wants to talk about when they when they premiere. So I think she's waiting for that. Does she think anybody listens to this show? Oh man, now I feel shitty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I tell her. I was like, no one listens. No one listens. And here she is. She goes, uh, Oh wow, she asked me a real question. Anyway. Uh so yeah, it, it. She dubbed over the voice as if the the we the, she was the raccoons, and it was it was beautiful. It's yeah. right here. But if you, I mean, if you want the audio, go check it out because it's on my it's Instagram. Insane. It's fucking awesome. But oh man, 
Well, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to dally. Uh, I don't want to delay this any longer because I had a great long interview with John, and uh, we're going to get him on now. Uh, let's bring on John. Joining me now is my good friend John Tague. Uh, John is a actor. He is a director, producer, just a, a father, a husband, just overall fantastic man. And um, thanks for joining the show, John. I really appreciate it. Oh man, I, I'm so excited to, to be on here, Zach. You know, we haven't seen each other in a while, and I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, about an hour ago, I probably had one of the worst allergy attacks I've ever had, and I came super close. Oh, scheduling, but um, I'm okay now. I'm glad you're okay. I'm sorry to hear. I'm okay. Yeah, I loaded up on uh, on some Flonase and Zyrtec, and then I jumped in the shower to try to get all the pollen off me. I'm like covered in pollen all the time. It. Well, you're out. You're out in the valley, right? No, I'm out in Santa Clarita now. We moved out here like. Um, God, I don't oh, know. So you're four deep. Years, like four years ago. You're out yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's too, it's too far out for me. I don't. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm along for the ride out here. <laughs> I get, I get that. I get that. The wife, the wife, the wife's in charge of that. I, I miss the valley. I miss, I miss Hollywood. I miss the valley. I miss all my spots. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, they're all closed. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's, true, nothing's, so. nothing. You haven't missed, missed much in the past year. I'm in smack in Hollywood and I haven't left the house. Like I'll go down the street and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not as, it's getting a little bit more lively. It's getting yeah. like LA traffic's back to where it was before COVID. So, you know, like everyone stopped caring, uh, unfortunately <laughs> what's going yeah, on. Yeah. You know, nobody wears masks out here. I was on a walk earlier today. I'm, you know, I always wear a mask and then I'll have a bandana too. Yeah. And as soon as somebody comes anywhere near me, I cover up. And do I'm you get shocked. looks? Do you get looks? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm shocked all the time by how many people do not have masks on them and don't even bother to try to like walk a little bit further away from me. Or you know, I mean, it's it's infuriating. I, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be glad when all this is over. But you know, this this definitely has exposed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know? it's, it's made me, I mean, I still have friends that, you know, they're not anti-vaxxers, they're going to get vaccinated, but, you know, they're, they always question, like, how severe this is, and I'm like, just wear your fucking mask. Just yeah, wear, I mean, wear the mask. And it's, it's, not, it's not that hard. It's not, and it's, I, I laugh at, like, when people are like, it's infringing on my uh, freedoms. It's like, you're taking sure. the word freedom sure is. a little too liberal here, and, yeah, you no, know, exactly. And, uh, making it, <laughs> exactly. making it, unnecessary but um dude i feel you with the allergies though this is always the time for me like april may yeah. when yeah. i just uh, everything my eyes water up my nose is all nasally and i just uh it's bad i'm i'm loaded no, on flow nays as well it's a nightmare i mean flow nays is great we're not sponsored by flow no no but, no. You know, um but you know it's a nightmare when and like i don't know if you're if this happens to you but it's like clockwork as soon as the flonase is done, yep, it hits you like a like a truck, yep, and then you're just you're you're completely incapacitated, you know you're you, especially you're, in the morning, especially in the morning, and and literally an hour ago I was literally like my eyes were beat red. I don't know, like I've got you know my eyes are a little bit swelled up from it, but um, but I couldn't breathe. Um, you know I I, I went into a panic. Yeah, panic. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk to. I wanted to talk to you. Well, if you had a cancer, I would have understood. Not a big deal at all. Uh, what are you drinking, by the way? Oh, man, I'm, I'm a trooper. I'm drinking some Jamesons. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. I like that huge. Well, Jamesons. 
huge yeah. uh, ice chunk right there. Does this happen to you though? Uh, does this happen? Did this happen to you when you moved out here? Because we're both from Jersey, the tri-state yeah. area. Did you have allergies? Because my allergies were no. not spring. My allergies mm-hmm. were like August, like end of summer, with like hay fever and stuff like that. And then I moved out here, and all of a sudden I was like, "What? Are the, what is? What's going on?" Dude, I'd never had allergies until I moved out here. Um, I moved out here. When did I come out here? I came out here in two thousand. Um, okay. Was it two thousand or two thousand one? It was like a. It was a couple months after nine eleven, um, and yeah, I was like, "What is going on with me?" I, I I never experienced allergies before in my life, and you know, in in the part of Jersey where I grew up, I grew up in Chatham. Yep, I know, Chatham. which is uh, Morris County, and and you know, I, I lived, I lived in the Great Swamp. And that's what it was called. It was called the Great Swamp, yeah, yep. and that's what you know Springsteen sung about. You know the swamps of Jersey. That's that's, that's what people know up. Jersey for. Is the, that's yeah. why they call it the swamp, right? <laughs> it's called the Garden State, everyone. But the everyone in the tri-state area Wherever thinks it. it's the armpit of America and is the swamp, which is fine, John. Because honestly, if who's the wise ass laughing in the background? <laughs> that's my buddy Indy. He's from San okay. Diego. It's my it's it's my producer Indy. He's just laughing in the background. He's from San Diego. Everything's beautiful in San Diego. He never, you know, he never. No one says shit about San Diego, so he's been good. What's yeah. up, Indy? Sorry, man. I'm just busting your balls a little. <laughs> no worries at all. I'm just sitting here uh, flying the wall. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, growing up in Jersey, you know, I was outside, we were outside all the time yep. and out, you know, the thing that we had to worry about were like ticks and, uh, um, horse flies and, and, uh, and, and the mafia flies. and the mafia. <laughs> so <laughs> other than that, we were all right. We were you know. fine. You know, it's, yeah. it's, I drank out of a hose growing up. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, I miss those days. I miss being a kid. But no, I, it, I, I love when people like rag on Jersey because you know what? I in my mind, Jersey is one of the best kept secrets. Oh, totally. If, if I best. if I wasn't in this, I mean, maybe I go back to New York and New Jersey eventually. But like, if I wasn't in the entertainment business and you know wanting to be in LA and all this stuff, uh, I my, I would raise a family in Jersey because I think it's one of the best places to 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 grow up. Absolutely, it's but it's so expensive. That's oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, so is L.A. You know, so the, is L.A. That, that the property tax out there is crazy. That but, is you true. Know, look, you know, you know, the beaches are pristine. You know, the you've got New York City, you've got the mountains. I mean, yeah. it's basically California, right? It's just broken down to smaller states. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I love it. I mean, anytime I can go back, I I, I try to. Um, the last time I was back was. Shit, when was it? Uh, I think it was like two years ago. Yeah. So I went to I went to a web fest. I went to the New Jersey web fest. Oh, and, for the Rolling um, Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Nice, I got nice. to I, I got to uh, you know I got to hang out and see my family. That's the last time. That's the last time I've seen them. Wow. So yeah. I'm like anxious to get back, and I'm 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 ready for all this shit to end, and and you know get back and you know have some fun. Yeah, know, I want to go to con. I want to go to concerts again. Like like the thing that pissed. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm on a rant. No, like, listen, dude, go for it. Go for it. One of the things that that I was most bummed out about, like this this whole experience. I mean, it's been a terrible, terrible thing, and, and yeah. you know I'm. I'm I'm just, you know, whinging about, you know, small things, but I was, I had tickets to go to see the, uh, the cruel world festival in, in LA. And it was like the greatest lineup of bands ever. You had like Blondie and Echo and the Bunnymen and Morrissey and Devo and the church and like all these great eighties bands. Yeah. And 
and they canceled it like pretty early on. Like, you know, they, they were holding on for a while, but then when they canceled that, I was like, Oh, this is for real. We're in it. Yep. You know? Yeah. When they started making like, cause I was, <clears throat> I was at universal music group, uh, last oh, yeah. year when, when, when everything went down mm-hmm. and you know, when Coachella, they can't cancel Coachella yeah. and they started, can- you know, they're like, well, we're going to postpone it. It's going to be in October now. Yeah. And then I had my, yeah. I, my big concert for last year that I was looking forward to was uh, Rage Against the Machine. They were on the comeback tour. Oh, yeah. That would have been. And, and that especially that, especially that year with, the, with the, them yeah, the political year and everything. And oh, uh, I was totally. going to go. I was supposed to go up to Oakland to see him in the, uh, the uh, um, at the Coliseum, but the Oracle Arena. Yeah. And uh, you know, when they postponed it, when they canceled, I was like, "Oh man, this is this isn't good. This isn't good. This isn't good at all." No. And then mm-hmm. when sporting events, I mean, that's what I missed the most. You know, I talked about it in the open here. It's like I'm excited. I'm excited. Opening day is happening. I like baseball. I mean, I love sports in general. But well, I, who's, what's your team? Who's your baseball? I'm a team? Yankee fan. Yeah, me too. Thank yeah, God a, you said that. I'm a Yankee fan. I, I like the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are like my second team in terms of like they're an NL team. I mean, if it's Yankees, Dodgers in the World Series, yeah. he, Indy's a Dodgers fan. So he's yeah, uh, yeah. he's getting all excited. But I uh, like the Dodgers too. You know, like it's nice to see them have, a, you know, a good team. But absolutely. For me, it, was, it was always the Yankees. Like because growing up, it was, you know, because I lived so close to New York. Yeah. It, it was the Yankees and uh, and because my family's from Philadelphia, it was the Phillies too. Uh, okay. What about but your football more, more team? Yankees. Well, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a big NFL fan, but I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. Okay. okay. So, and that's, you know, another, another thing about me that is absolutely miserable. Um, yeah. Is being the, a Notre Dame fan. Notre Dame, I like, they're always in the talk, yeah. but they, I, I feel like they haven't really made a dent any, they haven't really made a mark since oh, they got to the national championship, you know, a couple of years back and they've been in the playoffs a couple right. of times since then, but they're not elite enough. They're not, yeah, they get ro- they get rolled over in these in these, and they're. they're and just, I think it, bo- it benefits them to have this independent schedule where they can play wherever they want, oh. and make their own schedule. Well, yeah, and they don't play cupcakes. I mean, they play no, no, they teams. don't. They they yeah, play a so. lot of hard teams, but it's it's, yeah. you know, it's it's crazy because like in the eighties and the nineties, oh, it was yeah. Notre Dame, FSU, or you know, and like Miami, you know, Miami, and, and Gators and USC. And those were, yeah, those and were those was, big ones. It was and that was great, man. Those yeah. rivalries were so much fun to watch. What about you? Oh, and you know, I guess I'm a giant. You know, I, I pull for the Giants. Yeah. You know, growing up, I, I wasn't. I didn't really connect with the Jets or the Eagles. So it was always the. It was well, the good. Game. I'm glad you didn't say you were. You didn't connect with the Eagles. I hate the Eagles. Uh, I'm a Giants fan. I'm a Giants fan. Um, oh, <laughs> I'm a Giants fan. I, I, I don't hate the Jets. I. The Jets are this there. I like watching the Jets. I just never connected with them. Yeah, I just I, I my friends who do I don't you know they try to rag on me. I'm like you're a Jets fan. Why are you? I always find that the Jets Yankees combination of fans is always like the weird fan fan fandom for me. Uh, hockey, I'm not. I don't really particularly care for. Um, I was a Ra- I like the Rangers. When I lived in Manhattan, I was there the year the Rangers won the the, the Stanley Cup. Nice. That was it, that was a great time to be in New York because the Knicks. Yeah. The, yeah, the Knicks and the Knicks were fantastic, but they just could not beat the Bulls, man. And and then you had you know the Yankees started winning World Series, and uh, and and then the you know you had the Rangers, and and this is a good time to be in New York. Plus, yeah. like the music scene in New York and the club scene and, and everything in the early '90s and like mid to late '90s was just 
Yeah, I um, so much fun, man. Yeah, and that's I'm glad we can talk about New York because that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Like you, yeah. you, you lived in New York in the '90s. I mean, I grew up around New York in the '90s. I was born what, in Brooklyn. What town, you, what so, town did you grow up in? So I grew up in Brooklyn until I was okay. 12, and then we yeah. moved to North Jersey, uh, like the Bergen County area. Ber- uh, what town? Haworth, very small, small town. Demrest. I don't know that one. Ridgewood okay. is by it. I know Ridgewood. Yeah, so yeah. it's like two towns yeah. over from that. Okay. Um, you know, 30 minute drive from the city. But like you know, gr- moving from Brooklyn to Jersey was just like my ho- my heart was always in the tri-state. My heart was always in the boroughs, yeah, totally. and I, mean, you know, I, I still f- I still feel like that. You yeah. know, like for me, it was really hard. Like when I moved out here, the adjustment was just brutal, man. I, I had such a hard time. Yeah, I I I, st- I mean, I don't know if <laughs> when I moved out here. So I've been here eight years now, I think. Um, when I moved out oh, here, really? yeah, yeah, I've oh, been wow. out here since ninety. Oh, some ninety, Jesus, two thousand and. End of 2013, I moved out here. Wow. So oh, I've been here for a minute. And, and and I, you know, people are like, you're an Angelina. You've been here seven, eight years. And like, yeah, but I'm I'm a true blue New Yorker. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Like, I it's just like, I can't. And people are like, well, you're from New Jersey. It's like, yeah, but I, I grew up in Brooklyn. I moved to New Jersey. When you're from the tri-state area, it's hard to like, I feel like, you know, being a New Yorker is just like a tri-state thing. You know, yeah. like, it's like, you know, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Like, I'm from New York, you know. Oh, well, but you're from Connecticut. Well, yeah, but I, <sighs> I. Yeah, yeah. And so. How many years did you live in New York? Like, did you move back to New York? Yeah. So I, I when I was 12, we moved to North Jersey and mm-hmm. then went to school in D.C. Uh, when I for college, uh, American University. And then cool. wh- when I graduated, moved back home uh, to Jersey, like just to, you know, get a job and everything as you do when you get out of college. And then I moved to Manhattan uh, in 2000. And four. Oh my God. What was rent like? Ugh. I mean, then, uh, I mean, I was paying because I was living with like either one person or three people. I was paying anywhere between 1150 and 1350 for like a bedroom in a three bedroom apartment. You know? I mean, now yeah. it's forget about it. now it's ridiculous. What, what part? What part of town were you in? Uh, Lower East Side, Alphabet City, or, or East Village. Like yeah, I, my I, I was my wife my wife lived on it in Alphabet City. She lived on oh god, what street was it? Now I can't now I can't remember, but I think it was Seven and B. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's and, a great spot right by Tompkins Square Park. Yeah, exactly. And it's also she lived on the block where I don't know if you remember this, but in the '90s there were squatters. Yep. that took over a building, and she lived on that block. And when they threw the squatters out, they had a police presence on that street 24-7. So they had cops parked on one end of the street and on the other end, the far end of the street. And it was the safest block in the the city. (laughs) And, you know, and you had Thompson Square Park right there. And, you know, went went down there, you know. (laughs) No, absolutely. Absolutely. Like it was, it was, uh, I mean, it was like something out of a Lou Reed song. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, 100%. I remember when I... So I lived on 12, 13, 1st, and 2nd for like two years. Yeah. And then I moved to uh, 13th between 1st and A for two years. Mm-hmm. Then I was on C between 3rd and 4th mm-hmm. for like two and a half years. And then yeah. uh, I was on 11th between B and C. And I remember like when my when my dad was helping me move and everything, you know, he's, you know, old school Brooklyn guy. But he's like, I remember I used to come to East Village and like sell lewds on St. Mark's, you know, oh buy weed from over here, like all these things. And he was like, you know, That's amazing. he's like back in the day, he's like, you know, Alphabet City had an acronym for the street. So it was like, A, you're all right. B, you're brave. 
C, you're crazy, and D, you're dead. Like, yeah. that was the whole thing because it was such a, you know, like, there were squatters, there was crack houses, there was all these, like, you know, it, oh, was, just, it, was, it was a bad a bad neighborhood at the time. Crazy. Um, but I, I love that area because, so do I. to me, it was like, as, you know, like, to me, I, I'm, I'm very nostalgic with, with New York in the 90s because I, you know, used to go in there as, as a high schooler and, you know, with my friends. My father used to take me in all the time, just in general, even, even in Brooklyn in the 80s, too, when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... You know, in early 2000s, like, you know, I, I loved it. But then you saw, like, in the late 2000s, this, like, shift. And I feel like, you know, just in terms of the buildings, the the people that were, you know, moving into Manhattan. I mean, Manhattan's always been a transient city, but I just felt that it was a lot of original, uh, you know, um, tri-state area people were leaving the tri-state area and going to the south because it was just becoming so expensive. They were making money. So he had this influx of yeah. You know, uh, people from around the world coming in, which is what makes New York New York, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. But New York to me now is like there's there's so much only original portion of New York, and I feel like it's Lower Manhattan because it's been so gentrified in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. When I when I was living in New York, um, my first apartment was on 90th and Third. That's when I got out of college, so I, I moved there in '92, okay. and then. Um, but everything everything I did was downtown. It was yeah. it was you know in the village. Like that's where I studied acting. I studied acting at Terry Schreiber's studio on East Fourth Street. Yeah, um, I, I worked at the M and R on Elizabeth Street. Uh, I was, you know, waiting tables there for a couple of years, and that was probably the most fun I've ever had. You know, <laughs> working anywhere. Yeah, and you know, and, and it's just, you know that whole area like Elizabeth Street um, and the building that the M and R was in was John Gotti's social club before it became the restaurant. Right. And, you know, the, uh, and, and I guess that some of the, the, the you know, cause it was little, that that's basically like right where little Italy is. Yep. And, um, I think there might've been still some of the, some of the, you know, the, the, the wise guys living in that building because they would come in and they would use our payphone all the time. That's funny. <laughs> that's, yeah. see, I mean, that's, that's like true Sopranos right there. You know, yeah, that's like, and, and like, you know, coming in to use the, because we had a payphone in the middle of the restaurant. It was the weirdest, it was the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like, yeah, they just think and, I'm part of the restaurant. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was a, it was a payphone right by the bathrooms in the kitchen. And then you had like the front bar area and then you had dining in the back and then we had an outdoor garden and, um, you know, they used to come in and, and, but that bar was that, that restaurant was great because, you know, I remember waiting tables there and, and, um, I, and, uh, uh, people would come in and it didn't feel like a job. It felt like a scene that you're a part of. It was cool. It was yeah. Really cool. I, I feel like that with a lot of restaurants, like, I mean, you know, I used to just walking around the East Village, you just go to all these cool local bars and like CBGB's is right there. So you'd have yeah. all these acts getting off stage late at night and just going yeah. around roaming the bar, you know, bar scene. And I, there's no other yeah. city. There's really no other city in the world like it. And it's like hard. I, I like when people try to mock New York. Oh, you from New York? Or like, you know, it's like this, that and the, or whatever they want to try to say about New York. It's like you could say whatever you want. The it's the greatest city in the world. Um, And you and and. Until you, you can visit it all you want, but I feel like until you live there and immerse yourself, you don't understand why it is yeah. because it's just yeah, the people, the accessibility yeah. of it all. But I, you know, after a while though, I mean, it wears it, on you. It'll beat you down. Oh, it'll absolutely. It'll beat you down, man. Cause you know, it started to get expensive. Um, 
and then you know I moved in with my girlfriend down in the in Alphabet City for a little bit, and then we moved to to Astoria. So we lived in Queens for a little while. And Queens was great back then. Yeah. Nobody was there. It was yeah. fantastic, and there were all these great restaurants, these Greek places, and Astoria is oh, the best. The the like these amazing like fish restaurants, and then you had like amazing uh, you know the little corner deli where you go and get like the best bagel ever in the pizza joints and 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 then like you know like hipsters were coming in and starting to open up cool little funky you know bars and stuff and so it was starting to turn into a scene but i just couldn't stand being on the on that subway platform anymore in the freezing sideways rain anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah i think i i had the same i had and, i had the same thing like i feel like i've i feel like i you know even though i miss it you know and um i would love to move back like New York ads. You forget. You forget, you forget how forget. hard it is. You do. And when I go back, yeah. I go, I usually go back around Christmas or I try to go back. I try to go back twice a year, summer and Christmas, um, yeah. which, you know, I really prefer to go like in April or, you know, or fall because I think those are the perfect months to go. Christmas is too fucking cold, even though it's beautiful and, you know, it's holiday and summer. And that's that's October, a one thing. October and November are the best. Are the best. Yeah. But like the yeah. summer, the dead of summer, July, August is the <sighs> worst because it's it's a hundred percent humidity. If it's ninety eight degrees, it's really one hundred twenty five. You know, sitting on that subway platform, schwitzing and sweating is the worst. Ugh. But I, you know, every time I go back, <laughs> I think to myself, I was like, I, it, New York can age you. Like oh, yeah. New York can really age a person because you're, it it's weathers your, you. It it does exactly because you're constantly going. There's constantly and you, it's. I mean, I I remember moving out here. And I, in New York, I wouldn't eat dinner till like nine ten o'clock. Yeah, and then I wouldn't go out until midnight. You, you know? wouldn't cook dinner either. Yeah, no, know? yeah, you just order. You just go to the store, go to a corner shop, yeah, get some sandwich or whatever, get pizza, whatever it may be. But yeah. you still wouldn't eat until late at night. You know, it's just and nobody yeah. would go out until eleven midnight anyway. And no, then you and no. then and here and everybody I, had their place. Everyone had their local. Yeah, you know? yeah. Everyone had the you know whatever little shitty dive bar was on the corner that's you know you don't you know that's what i miss yeah. i miss that more and then you and then you move out here and it's completely slowed down every i mean you, you yeah, have to be slowed down there's no rush you, you can't be in rush to get anywhere because there's traffic everywhere no no but, yeah it's and and you know like not to bag on la i love actually you know I, i've been living out in la now i've been here longer than i've lived every anywhere in my life been 20 years now you said um yeah yeah and i uh you know i've come to love it um but you don't thing about New York is, you know, the community that you can have there is really interesting because you could be in, like I said, you go to your local dive bar and you could sit down you could have a drink and the guy next to you, you know, he might be like a plumber or a, or a, you know, a, a, a banker, garbage man or, or, or whatever. And then, yeah. and then the guy next to you on the other side is like, uh, like a wall street, you know, yep. hot shot. And you're all bonding over watching the game and throwing down Guinness and and <laughs> yeah. you know and having fun and 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 uh, you just don't you don't really get that out here as much. Uh, maybe there's some places that that happens, but I I've yet to really experience that. Yeah, I I say like I have. It's weird. Like I've I I call it a sense of realness. Like I'm not saying you know L.A. doesn't feel real, but the people that you know live in L.A. and this isn't a knock to you, Indy. But the people who live in LA, like I just screw Andy. He's from San Diego. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> but no, I just I, I just feel like there's a lack of realness. I feel like people are really fake out here sometimes, and you know it's it, you know the conversations you don't 
the conversations you have aren't as genuine as like you said, like at a bar where you're all bonding over something. It doesn't matter yeah. what you you know, what your profession is. Where here it's like I feel like it's prof- the industry. It's the industry. And so people are like, Oh, what do you do? Okay, cool. What do you do? And it's like, you know, that's how you, yeah. you know, make these like yeah, everyone's, friendships. Look, everyone's looking over the shoulder. You're looking over somebody's, you know, yeah. and I found myself doing it too. Yeah. After a while, you know, you find yourself talking to people and looking over the shoulder. Who's that guy? You know, who's that trick? You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But what it's I, not, uh, it's not cool. I don't like it. I, and I, when, you fall into you know, it, I, you I, fall I, into it. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it'd be the same way as if you were a stockbroker in New York. It's like, you know, you're, you're shaking hands with people that have money and it's like, who's that guy? Yeah. He looks like he has bigger investment. Let me go talk to him. Yeah. yeah. But, what I realized when I moved out here, like you said, it was an adjustment for like what we were just talking about for so many reasons. People, and I don't know if this happened to you, but being from the tri-state area, from New York, New Jersey, people would always be like, Zach, you're really intense. Oh, dude. <laughs> my life. Yep. Okay, good. Absolutely, man. Like everyone will always be like, dude. Chill. Chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I am chill. This is me chilled out. You don't want to see me full jersey yeah exactly it's like yeah. I'm, I'm i'm drinking and i'm smoking weed for a reason let me right. do my thing yeah you know and it's but I, I get it all the time even like when i was at work people are like you're really intense when yeah. you're like talking about stuff i'm like i'm like are you confusing intense with passionate because i'm passionate yeah. mm-hmm. and this yeah. is the you know it this is just the way i mean when i talk to my friends it's like we're talking this is you know yeah. where there's hands gestures there's it's very loud you know yeah. I, I don't find it intense i just find it that's conversation yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I come from an Irish Catholic family, and it's loud, and, yeah. and it, it's intense. And, um, you know, I never knew anything else, really, growing up. I, that's how I thought people talked to each other. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. My wife, my wife's English, and she tells me I'm too intense to, when, I, when I'm talking to her. Where or, in England is she from? She's from Leicester, which is the Midlands. It's okay. kind of like around like Manchester and Birmingham. So it's like area. north, north of London. But she, but yeah, but but she, she lived in London. She she modeled in London, and then she moved to New York. And I met her in uh, I met her at, at acting school at uh, T Schreiber Studio in New York. Oh wow, that's how we met. Yeah. And she didn't find but, being know, in New York was too intense. Like oh, she overall, loved it. okay. Oh, she loved. Yeah, she loved New York, and I loved it too. But you know, I got this. You know hair up my ass to move out to los angeles because i booked a couple of cool gigs in l in new york and i thought i was hot shit and i wanted to go where the work was so i moved out to la and when i got out here the writer's strike happened and there was nothing and, and then everything just disappeared it went to everything went to canada and, and all over the place so like, i forget about production. that because i remember there's a writer's strike in like 2012 2011 i forget yeah, that, about yeah, that the was, early 2000s there was like a strike. writer's like i think there was a sag strike also so i mean everything just completely just shut down and everybody just kind of fucked off and it went on i'm sorry i'm swearing a lot Dude, it's, it's <laughs> shit. we talk we, we we swear all the fucking time um, okay, what was, cool. what was like, so what was the first, what was the first like gigs you got in New York, like in acting that made you want to move to LA? What was like the first one? Uh, the, well, I had done a film, um, called living and dining with Maureen Stapleton and that film, unfortunately, it was her last movie. Um, it was a really good kind of, you know, comedy drama. I was a young, you know, leading man in it. And, um, we shot it up in the Berkshires in, in Massachusetts and, uh, and it didn't get distribution, Ugh. but, um, it was an amazing experience. Um, and you know, it's just a shame that nobody ever got to see it because it, it was her last movie. 
and then I did another film after that called The Ticking Man. I had the leading role in that. And it was like a, uh, it was a thriller. Um, and I'm in every single shot of the film. It's a lot like Phone Booth, if you, if you remember that yeah. movie. With, uh, yeah, with uh, so it's a lot Colin like Farrell. That. Right. If you can find it, you know, it's it's pretty, it, you know, I, look, it was a gig and, and, and it was cool and everything. And, you know, it was the first time I, 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 I was, you know, the, the big lead in a movie. Uh, yeah. And, um, uh, and I was starting to feel myself, you know, and that's my dog barking. I don't know if you can hear that. It's all good. I got she Indy laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, but I was, uh, I was, um, doing tons of like commercials and tons of soap opera work. And I was do- like, cause there wasn't a whole lot going on. Then. Like there was a couple of things like law law and order was happening and i'm the only new york actor i think who never worked on law and order really um, but there were uh you know yeah i think uh, yeah i think uh, i never worked on it um i don't know why but i did tons of commercials a lot of like you know uh non-union like promos and things like that for for stations and and uh and i was making money and that's how i was living i was you know waiting tables occasionally i had a job you know every once in a while like working in a in the financial district in a in a printing for a printing company and um but other than that man it was just you know it was the I same was, gigs doing, yeah i was doing really i was doing well and i thought well i think i could probably do even better in la and uh, did you, you have know, it did you have like uh, like representation and management when you were in new york or you just did in it all new york yourself? i did you know in new york i did but you know you know how it is man you got to do everything yourself anyway but my new york my new york agent was fantastic and God, I wish I had somebody like that in my corner now. Um, how come it doesn't, how come, so how, I mean, real quick, how come it doesn't translate over, like, I mean, does it do that now these days? Or how come it doesn't come from, like, he can't help you from New York to L.A.? I don't think she does it anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. I, I think she retired, uh, like, a while back, but, um, and she was great. Like, you know, she she was one of these, like, hi, John, how are you? Okay, so. You got- Very New York. You know, you got you got this thing. Do you want to do it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I want to do it. <laughs> of course. It's um, not like you had uh, Janine Milnitz from uh, Ghostbusters as your uh, your, <laughs> as your, uh, your. Her name was agent. Susie. Her name was her name was Susie Friedman, and she was the greatest. Um, I'd love to know what she's up to now, um, but she was fantastic, and and she, you know she was one of those she's like i don't like signing people but i'll sign you uh, <laughs> i'm doing you a favor forget you know, about like, it you're want you you know you're a good boy you work you know i'm like yeah all right so you know and it felt you know so i was i was cruising along and then i felt like you know i felt like it was time to move to la because i wanted to do bigger things i wanted to be on television i wanted to do you know tv shows and man, what a rude awakening it was when I got out of here. Because I knew of, nobody. Yeah. I, I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I, and I thought it would be easy. And man, it was not at all. And it still isn't. It's it's even. I think it's even harder now, to be honest. I think it's, yeah, I, I think it's harder now. I mean, like I had, it was kind of not something similar, but like, you know, I was doing, you know, stand up and improv in New York and I was, I was good at it. You know, I mean, I, you mm-hmm. know, again, you have to book yourselves. I wasn't doing like, you know, the, the comedy seller or anything yet, but like, you know, right. working to that, moved working to Australia had a great you know career there for like a year and a hold half. on a minute yeah now this and i guess we're going to kind of touch on like the web series world because this is how i yes. i met i met you through the web we're going to go i want to i want to go through your whole thing so that's how we'll get okay, to the cool. web series yeah but like before you go any further what made you go to australia 
a woman, ultimately. So, my heart. Um, no, I was so when I pretty was pretty cool though. It's pretty cool. No, absolutely. I mean, that's, a, that's a huge leap of like culture shock and just doing something just like it was great and i loved it and i would never train i would never trade it off i mean we're friends i still love her you made a kick-ass web series exactly exactly and that and and the whole thing happened was because i was uh you know i was i was taking class at ucb i was interning at ucb i was part of the ucb you know world whatever you want to call it i wasn't on the house team but i was there you know helping out and like you know taking classes and and being part of like one-offs and everything and uh one of my friends who's now lives out here, I took a storytelling class because I love doing stand-up and I was like, I want to improve my stand-up by learning how to tell stories within my stand-up. Yeah. Was so, that was that kind of like your your vibe as a comedian? Were you more of a storyteller than a joke teller? Yeah, I, I, I was I mean, I had good jokes, but I feel like my stories that I was telling in jokes were funnier. Were, were funnier. Like my my like perspectives of things that happened in my life with my family, whatever it may be, yeah. and the observations like- I make it. So that's like my friend Bert Kreischer. Um, you know, he's more I think of a storyteller than he is a Bert's a great. Yeah. Bert's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. I've known Bert for years. <laughs> His show on Netflix is fucking amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but yeah, and, or Mike Berbiglia, like he's a huge storyteller. I, like, I I just I appreciate that. And I just think you know when when you get to the big stage, you know, and you're doing 45 to an hour, you know, there's only so many comedians that can do joke after joke after joke, like Jezelneck, you know, uh, uh, Mitch Hedberg, rest in peace. Like he was one of those guys that could just, but like the stories, you know, you need those stories. You need these stories within the jokes. And so I took the storytelling class and with my friend, Margot Lightman, she's fantastic. You know, I took two classes with her really brushed up everything. And uh, we became really good friends And about a year or two into our friendship. Um, she reached out to me she, and I, cause I was living on Avenue. I was living on 11th between B and C and I had the second room in my apartment. And so I was just like, you know, leasing it for like six months, three months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Airbnb was just becoming a thing. And All right. excuse me. And so she reached out to me. She goes, Hey, I have this girl, this woman from Australia coming to study storytelling from me. She's a comedian. She's an actress out in, in, in Perth, Australia, and she's uh, she got a, a grant. Wait, wait. Per- is Perth on the west? Perth is Perth's on the west. Oh Perth, wow! Yeah, what's that it, like? That the most. Right, we'll go iso- on with your story. You yeah, talk about it's the it. most isolated city in the world. So I'll I'll start with that. But yeah. okay. she was like, she needs. You know, she's. You know, they gave her the government gave her a grant. You know, she's going to pay me for this, but she needs a place to stay. And I know that, like, you know, sometimes you have. Uh, you know, an extra room in your place. So the guy that was living with me for the summer really sucked. So I was like, hey, man, I uh, I got a better deal. You got to get the hell out. So you got to go. I got so much So he was like, all right. He was cool about it, too. He was like, all right, cool, whatever. Thanks. You know, I mean, he was, you know, I furnished the place. So he didn't he have to move anything. Right. Um, and by say I furnished the place, uh, I was so broke that I took all my furniture from my room and furnished that room and slept on an air mattress in my room uh, and had a closet. That's how wow. I furnished the place. So... Nice. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Take, you, uh, take, you know, lower my rent and everyone else gets the, you know, I get a, yeah. we get my own place. So yeah. uh, Andrea like took over. She moved in. She was there for like, I think it was like six weeks. And, um, you know, the first two weeks it was just, it was just friendly. And then one night we both got drunk and uh, one thing led to another. And then we started talking and seeing each other. Um, and then, you know, she went back to Australia and we stayed how, in contact. How old, were, how old were you at this point? This point I was 31. Okay. So yeah, ten cool. years ago, like thirty, thirty-one, yeah, yeah. and um, you know, a year went by, and like we were, we were still talking. We were in this like long distance relationship, and um, she surprised me. Oh, she surprised me for my thirtieth birthday. I remember that. she surprised me for my thirtieth birthday. So I was twenty-nine, turning thirty. 
surprised me for my 30th birthday. Uh, I don't know. We're planned it with my father. And then she's like, listen, she's like, I really love you. Um, and I want to make this work. She's like, I think you really like Australia. There's a thing in Australia called a holiday working visa for American citizens that you can get and live in Australia for a year. Oh, really? You know, yeah. Yeah. At 30 and under. If you're, can- if you're Canadian, you can oh, do it for two shit. years. That- I know. <laughs> I, I just hit the for- mark. They don't have room for a fifty-year-old. They might. They, here's the thing. They might. They. The, the thing is, like, the, the thing is always flexible. You got kids, dude. You got, you got the whole family. We get up, up with know, the family. But, I, but I've been, I've been locked in with them for a year now. Well, your wife, your wife, out of house. <laughs> but your wife could go. She has a British passport. She could stay there for two years. Oh, uh, yeah, it's part of the Commonwealth. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. so. Like Brits and Canadians can stay there for two years on this passport. So I was like, fuck it. I was, I was at Sirius XM Radio. I'd been there for like. Six, seven years, eight years working at that point, you know, uh, yeah. I, I just felt like, you know, I, I just felt like, you know what, I need something new. You know, like I said, I've been in, in New York as an adult out of college, living there for eight, nine years. I was like, it's time for something new. So, uh, like, like three months later after she came to visit my birthday, I got everything, all my ducks in a row, had some money saved and moved out there. And that's what I, you know, I had a, I had a blast. I really got to focus on improv and comedy and acting because I was... You know, I was going to me, like a coffee shop and working there. Yeah, let, let me stop you there. Why are Australians such good actors? What is are they? Is there a technique over there that they're teaching? I that, think that, they just have. I think they just have. I think it's a combination of things, and I could be completely off. I think it's they have. They're also re- incredibly good-looking people. They're incredibly good-looking people. What is that? About? And the accent the does not. It does it amplifies it so much more. But I mean, they can they can they can drop the accent right and and without a problem like it, it, it's it, I'm always I'm like baffled by how good they are how good looking they are and how easy it is for and them and they're to, smart and witty and they, and that's, yeah they're super smart and too. I think it's just they have really good schools really good acting schools I think that there is an because the government supports the arts that they'll say like it's not as support- that's it that that's the whole thing right there yeah. isn't it. It's not, and they'll say it's not as supportive as it was maybe a decade ago, but still way more right. supportive than the U.S. government would ever be for ever us. has. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, my the my friend Andrea, you know my my ex, she she got a grant from the the Australian government to come and learn the art of storytelling, so she can bring it back. And so what she did is she learned this art of storytelling, That's so cool. started a show that was monthly. It was like the Moth. She basically started the Moth in Australia. Oh wow! And yeah, so cool. you know. Uh, but like it's just the arts there are so much more appreciated you know it's like comedy shows and improv shows because I think it's something along you know it has to do with like they only have like five or six network channels you know cable is a is 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 there it's Foxtel but it's like at a premium so you know I think people appreciate the arts more they want to see they go to theater they appreciate the theater more and I think yeah. that's why you see a lot more people going to these, you know, they go to a better school and become these great actors, Hugh Jackman, all these, all these people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know she, my girlfriend went to WAPA, which is a West Australia. It was, it's the arts theater. It's where I think Hugh Jackman learned. Right. right. So um, I, that's, that's why, that's my, that's my thing. That's why I think there. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it, it's amazing to me. It blows me away because you look at like, you know, Nicole Kidman and Russell yeah. Crowe and, and Naomi Watts and, you know, I mean, they're just like Margot Robbie and this. Like, yeah, nonstop. they're great. They're unbelievable. And, they, and, and again, I think it's because, I mean, when I was there for that year and a half, I did more stage work, whether it was like improv or, or, mm. or sketch or stand up or even theater than I'd ever done probably in, in my entire life, you know, or in my adult you, life, in my adult life in New York. 
Were, were you studying? Were you were you studying acting in New York? No, I I took just improv classes. I took a couple. Right. I took a couple acting classes. I should say no, I I did take a couple acting classes, but they were just like intro to acting. It wasn't like with any. It was like some generic school. I forget the name of it. Um, but your focus was more on comedy, right? My focus is more on comedy, you know, okay. and you know, uh, I loved acting. I mean, when my ma my major in college was was journalism and filmmaking, hmm. so. You know, I always liked being in front of the camera, but I also liked, you know, creating things for other people creating, as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, such a good, such a good tool to have in your pocket, you especially know, nowadays. Also, I mean, especially yeah, nowadays. If you're not, if you're not a create, if you're in the any kind of entertainer, acting, musician, whatever, if you're not constantly creating something, it's you're. There's no such thing as just the actor anymore, just the producer, no, or no. just it, you have to be all these things you interwoven. Be all these things now, yeah. and I think that's why it makes it. You know, and it's it makes it interesting, but like we talk about, more difficult because oh, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. things like the social. I mean, TikTok and Instagram that elevate these. You know, the younger generation to put them that's in front of put right, them in front of TV. You, that's who you compete with now. Yeah. I mean, I would hate to be like 18 to 25 years old and and, and be an actor. You know, right now because I would have to be a swimsuit model, and I would have to know how to dance, <laughs> yeah. and, and all kinds of shit. You know that I mean. It's look, but I, I will I, say this. I will say this thought. I will. I will. But I don't mean to cut you off. But I will say that I think the the counterpart to this is that I think that it's less theatrical talent, acting talent, because I think people only think they can act for fifteen to thirty seconds on their phone to make this crazy viral video. That's a good. And point. then you know it doesn't translate well over to like longer form content whether it's a, a, a digital series that's 15 minutes a tv show that's 30 or 45 to an hour or a full length feature yeah you know because you know it's it's one thing to embody a character to you know to become a character for 15 seconds you can break you can take you know but to actually in a full length feature to you know to be that person Method or, style, or you know, or a stage play, you know, right? Like, exactly. You know, stage for two and a half hours is like that's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting because I ask people all the time, like you know, you know, our our generation older is like, do you wish you kind of grew up during this generation because you would have more accessibility or be more noticed because of followers and stuff, or do you are you happy? You know, because I had my friends mm -hmm. Chris and Paul on, and they're you know they're great duo comedian act, and they've been on NBC's Bring the Funny. They've been you know I read Chris was on, uh, he was um, uh, Elder Cunningham in, in Book of Mormon on the main stage for a long time, and I was like, but their their stuff is so good, but it's all stage written. I'm like, do you guys wish you had that? We had this type of social technology that you know to make stuff when we were coming up in our 20s because it was just very rough it was like youtube version yeah. one right right yeah i mean i think that i mean if, if i kind of ask myself that question i mean i think i would have liked to have had the technology because i'm also I, I before i became an actor i was in rock and roll bands and i wish i had had the recording technology where i could record a record in my bedroom yeah like when I was 18 or 19, because I was, you know, that would have been really cool and be able to kind of get it out to people. That'd be really great. Um, you know, I remember doing student films in New York city where, you know, the, the kid who was directing the film, you know, it'd be his like master thesis film or something. Yeah. And, and, you know, it'd be like a 10 minute film shot on film. And I'd be like, how much, how much are you spending on this? He's like, this is costing me twenty thousand dollars for five 
minutes of you know for, you know to, for a five minute film. I was like, that's not covered in your in your tuition. <laughs> He's like, no. Yeah. And I look at that like, wow. And and now I mean nobody shoots on film anymore. I mean some oh, people do. It's but, all digital. I mean some yeah. people do for for effect, but it's all digital. It's yeah, all digital. Yeah. It's all SD cards. It's all you know ingesting yeah. that way. I, mean, I couldn't have made my I couldn't have made my web series, you know, twenty years ago. Let alone you know. Oh, same thing here. Yeah. Same 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 thing here. It changed my my web series changed my life in a lot of ways. I mean, it was one of the best smartest things I ever did. It's a great web series. I I love it, and I love it for so many reasons. And that's you know we'll get into that. I want to get into that, but let's let's jump back. So you you moved out to L.A. Yeah. What was your and it was hard. You said, but what was your first like? What would you consider your break? Or what was your first acting gig? Like, what do you do? You remember what you got? Uh, uh, the first gig I got out here was the the first season of Twenty Four. I did. A, I had a small part on. I did a. That's cool. Like a, I played a waiter or some something on the uh, the first you know first season of Twenty Four, and and then I did um, a couple of commercials, and then I mean there was nothing happening and like the strike or those strikes and and productions were just. Everything kind of ran away. And then yeah. I did an episode of Crossing Jordan. And then I fell into that weird the Crossing Jordan gig was pretty And you were booking all these by yourself? No, no, I had I had an agent. Yeah, okay. Um, it was funny, like that wasn't a problem when I got out here. I got signed pretty quick, but I didn't last long at any of these agencies. Like they like I got dropped. Like I, I booked twenty four and then I got dropped by the agent. I'm like What? I just booked for you. What happened? You're like, we're cleaning house. I'm like, okay. So then I jumped around to another agency and, and you know, none of those agencies are agencies are around anymore. Right. Which is what's, you know, really funny. But, um, and I feel like, I feel like because of, because there's so much, there's so much work to be done now between digital and everything that there's so many more agencies. They're not dropping about dropping these people, but they're also not working as hard as they would for the person anymore. Uh, you know, I, I I could talk to you off camera about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'd love to pick your because I mean I my girlfriend's just got management, but she hasn't gotten an agent yet, and she's you know in the VO acting world, and it's you know she's been trying to get it for oh. years. Man, VO is the one of the hardest things in the world to break into. Of I think. Course. I mean, yeah. I don't know what anybody else's experience because I used to do a lot of VO in New York. And I thought, oh, I can do that here. And I was like, oh, I'm going up against guys like Robert Patrick. You yeah. know, I was like, what the fuck? And like Christian Slater. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to get that gig. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it, my girlfriend's like been getting a lot of gigs because she, you know, she gets asked to do scratch for a lot of these early on projects. And then she mm. does such a good job. They're like, do you want to just stay on as this character? She's like, yeah. That's cool. That's you great. Know, and then she, you know, really she's, she's been good at that. But I heard her. <laughs> I watched the, the video of the. The raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I, 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 oh, my God. That's that's all. I mean, I was going to participate. She's just so good on her own. She's a great advisor. She's so, so funny. Hats off to her. She really. Well, that's crazy. living with her nonstop. Every it's funny enough. It was morning. funny enough watching it. But like what, listening to her doing the comments, it was just. Yeah, we're going to spend tonight. We're, I think we're going to. Uh, I, I hope that I hope that gets some traction somehow. Well, if not, I'm going to I'm going to spend I'm going to spend some t- uh, tonight and tomorrow. We're going to do a whole little a VO scene from it. So I'll just drop the audio underneath and we'll just be like the perspective of the raccoons looking at us. Oh, and she can so voice good. that over. It was so good. But um, yeah, I, it, the, the agent stuff is like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't push myself for that because I'm just been busy with keeping just, you know, trying to keep 
money in my 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 myself. Well, I've, I look, screwed myself when I was younger with money. So you're you're going to be hunting for your own work always. Always, yeah. You know they they get ten percent for a reason. Yeah, of course. Even though sometimes you, get, you know it depends on the agent. Like sometimes, like you said, like sometimes yeah. your agents don't work for you. Why are you getting that ten percent? Yeah, like I should yeah. feel like I feel like it should be on a sliding scale of how hard they're working for you and the and the things that they're booking for you. But yeah, it's I never mean, a case. lot of times you have no idea. You know, sometimes you know with agents you have no communication with them. They don't want to talk to you. Yeah, and and that never really works very well. I don't think you know you got to have an open channel with with your represent you know representatives and it's you know yeah it's hard it's yeah. hard it's real hard. I, I it's it's yeah. people don't people think it's easier especially now. Again, with social media, you know, you do one viral thing that's the, one of the biggest things, and then all of a sudden they're like, they put you on shows, they do, you know, yeah. all this, and you're getting all these endorsements. It's like, but how long is that talent going to last? Like, no offense. Right. Like, that, I don't know if you remember that. Uh, it was like it was like only four or five months ago. The dude uh, who was on TikTok who was riding down the street listening to some old, to some, not some old. Fleetwood some, Mac. Fleetwood Mac. He's on to Fleetwood yeah, Mac, yeah. and yeah. he's just drinking the cranberry juice. Yeah. And then he just blew up. And then he started yeah, yeah, doing commercials and endorsement deals like Snoop Dogg and GMC right. and Doritos. They bought him a truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and don't get me wrong. bought me a truck. Good for that guy. Good for that guy, man. Uh, Hell yes. That's, like, that's I'm not trying to hate, but it's, again, it's just like, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the newest luck of the draw. You know, it's. Yeah. yeah. It's weird what entertainment is now. Yeah. Entertainment is a weird thing now. Yeah. You know? How do you like feel? My daughter, oh, sorry. My daughter is, you know, she's 14 years old. and, and Is she 14? Yeah. Do you see, in my mind, so it happens with me and all my friends' kids. Like, when I when I met you five, six years ago, like, I remember you telling me about your daughter. And, mm. you know, how, and, and, and that always will just stick with me. She's she's that age. She's yeah. that young. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, you know, I follow you on social media. And I see, you know, posting pictures of her. And, like, you know, she's growing. But it's still in my mind that she's just this. Yeah. She's not yeah. a teenager. No, it's a trip. You know, she's as, almost as tall as my wife now. And, you know, and but what I was going to say was the things that that she's entertained with are things that I would never in a million years think would, you know, would, would be even be a thing. Right. She's obsessed with these people that play Minecraft. She watches these people play Minecraft oh, videos. Yeah. The, the gaming industry is crazy. Like, like, and like she plays Minecraft, but she's more entertained by the people, the, these people that play it because they've they're playing the game apparently like she tries to explain it to me i can't wrap my head around it but but it's interesting right they're playing the game but they're also creating a narrative and a story kind of complex they're creating a world that they're telling a story through and people are just like flocking to it and, they, and they're, they're listening to podcasts and they're on twitch and they're doing all this like it's almost it's you know I don't want to sound like an old guy or anything, but I have a hard time like keeping up with it. Like, what, <laughs> what, are, they, what are they talking about? I, I, I don't, you know. No, I totally get it. I honestly think like I and when I think about where I wasn't like I mean I love video I love Nintendo, Atari, Sega. Like I those See, are I my missed all those that. are my things. I love those things. And my parents were like yeah. stop playing. Like you're wasting your life playing hours of video games right. and I those just, people are millionaires those now. people are those kids are 14 15 and are millionaires they're, now they're like professional athletes they have agents they have all this shit now that there's a whole like, industry that's a gaming industry, industry. like the, there's a whole league there's i, I, I applied know, to crazy. a job where it was the call of duty league right yeah. and yeah. there was the la gorillas there's the atlanta this the chicago that yeah. and it's an actual league and people and it's huge i mean it's a billion dollar industry and that's i just crazy. think to myself why 
I was like, I, I, my mother would be rolling her grave if, if, if she knew about this because she would always be like, put down the fucking video game, yeah. read your books, go outside and play. And it's like, well, if I was making $1 million when I was 13, you wouldn't be saying that now. But, you know, right. it's, it, it's, it's, it's crazy to me, like, this, all this new entertainment and sports entertainment that's coming from this, this, this technology. And, and gaming yeah. is just something that, like... I'm sure you can gamble on these things and all oh, kinds 100%. of stuff. So it's like, you know, I'm, I mean, it's, it's like a whole, like, there's probably all kinds of subcultures and all kinds oh, it's, of things it's, going it's on. Oh, it's, it's, it's yeah. huge. It's, it is huge. I, I mean, dig it. I, I, I like it. I think it's cool. I don't fully understand it i wish that you know i'd like to be in those games like mo-capping yeah. and being a character and, yeah i mean so or voiceovering one of the characters yeah. that's huge any yeah hell yeah god absolutely so i don't know man but you know going back on the career stuff your career so mm -hmm. moved out here got a couple of gigs yeah. what what progressed like from like you know late 2000s to mid 2000s uh, okay late 2000s so, to like you know 2010s Right. So let's see. So and how did you get to the rolling soldier? Like how did that progression? Okay. Happen? So basically what had happened was, um, I hit the wall as an actor where nobody wanted to take me on as a client because I was too old to do certain things and I was too young to do certain things. So I was in this weird gray area that nobody knew what to do with me. And they're like, well, he's kind of a leading man, but he's not like a young ingenue guy anymore and he's too young looking to play a detective so it's like there's all these things that you know and i, I, and fucking I hate I, it I, I, it's just bullshit I, it is uh you know but i couldn't i couldn't get uh, you know i got dropped from agencies and i couldn't i wasn't booking that was the bottom line like i just hit the wall i, could, I, I was going out for things i wasn't booking anything and i, I think a lot of it had to do with I was trying to be the things that they wanted me to be where they want, you know what? We think you're the best friend or we think you are kind of like, um, you know, you're just kind of like one of these side kind of character guys. And I'm like, I've never played those roles. I've always been not to toot my own horn or anything, but I've always been a lead role in pretty much everything I ever did, except for, you know, when I booked like a guest star or a co-star on a television show. Right. Um, but I wasn't booking, so I didn't know what to do. My wife was opening up her yoga studio in, in Sherman Oaks. We just had our daughter, and I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna step back, and I'm just gonna stay home, and I'm gonna help raise my daughter while my wife gets this uh, yoga studio up and running." And I got really, you know, I was kind of getting bored. <laughs> And I started uh, having the itch to play music again. So I formed a band out in LA called Narco Tourist. And we were kind of like a, an electronica rock and roll band, kind of like in the, in the uh, I guess you could say like kind of like New Order or, okay. um, or like uh, Garbage and Depeche Mode and that yeah. kind of thing. And so we were, you know, you know, I got together with a couple of people and, and we, we recorded two records, you know, well, two different bands. I recorded two records and we were doing pretty well. And then the band fell apart, you know, and, and then, you know, that was five, a stretch of five years. My daughter turned five and I started, I, I, I guess I had a bit of a midlife crisis where I, I felt like I can't function in, in, the business world. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. 
I've got to, I've got to do something artistic. And, and, and I felt like I had enough kind of years on me at that point, like being a dad was a huge learning experience. So I thought, well, I, I, I feel like I've got a little bit of a different experience in my life now. Maybe I, I'll, I'll look back into going into acting. So I enrolled in, um, in an acting class out here and met some, you know, it was, it was a class full of working actors, which is what I really needed to be in. And um, my acting coach, I, I don't want to talk too much about him because he kind of is a controversial person who's had some, some problems. No worries. Um, to put it lightly. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, like, but um, we can talk about off there. We can talk about off there. I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of, you know, close to um, his family. Um, not necessarily him, but his family. Um, and, uh, he had suggested that I did that. I create my own content and try to make something of my own to kind of, you know, show people who, who I think I'm, I'm, what I think I can do best so that they would be like, Oh, well he can do that. And the things that I've always felt most comfortable in and, and, uh, doing, you know, dramatic things, you know, thrillers and, and, high stakes stuff and, and, uh, um, you know, just, you know, just like, you know, a, a dramatic lead. So I thought, well, what, what can I do? And, you know, somebody mentioned, you know, that they were, they were in a web series. I'm like, well, what does that mean? What, what, what's that? And they're like, Oh, it's like a mini television show on the internet. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Um, and then I thought, well, maybe I can do something like that. And I got together with, um, friend of mine who was a dp for the show intervention she won an emmy like and um like her shooting style was really you know kind of fly on the wall and i was like oh this might be kind of cool to do like how about if we did like kind of a, like a low budget kind of spy thriller type of thing and uh, i started just coming up with an idea about a like a washed up um special forces guy who you know kind of um saw something that he shouldn't have seen and gets injured and wakes up from a coma 10 years later and and he's on, you know, kind of on the run with his team yeah um that, that had been keeping him alive and finally he comes around but they're keeping him alive because they want to know this what he knows not to give too much of it away no, and, no, no. you know and uh so we, we shot the pilot i had no intention at all of, of going any further with it I, I i i shot this so i had footage for my reel right and i think that's how it, it always is that way because the footage that I had before that was like nobody gave a shit that I was on crossing Jordan or, <laughs> or or all my children or some independent film that nobody ever heard of that's on a VHS tape that I would be like trying to transfer that looked awful in, in the in the transfer to digital you know yeah and so uh, you know I, I we spent a weekend shooting the, the pilot episode of this of this thing and. I showed it to some, you know, the, I showed it to the cast and they were like, this is great. And then I showed it to a couple of other, you know, people that I trusted and they were like, you know what, this is actually pretty good. What happens next? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, well, why don't you finish? Why don't you do some more? And I was like, well, what do I do with it? What's it's done? I mean, who's, who's, who the hell's going to watch this? So, so I, I, did an Indiegogo campaign. I raised some money and I mean, I, I shot the whole series for under 10 grand. Wow. Everybody 
I, I mean, everyone, everyone did favors for me. And, and like a lot of the other actors in the show were young and not young, but, you know, they were, they were, you know, roughly around my age and, and looking to do something also. And I trusted them and, and, and everybody from my show kind of has gone off and had a nice little, little springboard from it. And, you know, uh, I'd like to think that I might've had something small to do. A hundred percent you did some of their successes, but, um, but yeah. And then, you know, when I was done with it, um, I, I, I don't know if, if are you familiar with the, the little coffee house Marie at sea in Valley village? I am not. No. Oh, it's great. I, maybe we'll have coffee there. Sometime. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. I, I need to check out more. I, I'm, I've been here for eight years, but I'm so bad at like things that I should be actually checking out in LA. It's Places a cool, it's a cool, yeah, it's a cool place. It's a good place to get a cup of coffee and hang out. And also their lunches are pretty good too. Um, so, uh, I, I was sitting there having a cup of coffee and I was, um, you know, I just finished the series. Uh, I just finished editing everything and, um, cause I had to do all the editing and all the post-production myself. Oh, no way. Uh, I did yeah. not know that. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. I did yeah. not know that. Okay. I, that's a lot. Well, I mean, I only, I only raised 10 grand. Right. And the money that I spent on it was on locations and food and, um, and my DP. The DP. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my 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 original dp my my friend um she had to go back to shooting uh intervention and so i ended up getting another great dp named sergio crego who was fantastic and he um he came on board as a producer um he said i'll shoot the rest of this for you with my gear um i just want to be a producer on it and i was like fuck it done done yeah, deal sure so we spent like a year shooting it uh and then um uh my cast you know uh i you know I, I was able to to keep the same cast that i had from the pilot and and then i could expand it and 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 uh we got really lucky with locations and all kinds of stuff and so long story short i'm sitting at this um at this little cafe having a cup of coffee and and, and the table next to me is this guy talking to this gal about um about web series and I'm kind of eavesdropping and he's, you know, kind of saying, he's like, Oh yeah, I'm, you know, you got to submit to uh, Vancouver and you got to submit to, uh, you know, Austin and all these places. And I kind of, you know, said, Hey, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I just finished, you know, putting together a web series. Um, I'd like to know a little bit more about you know what you're saying. Do you mind if I kind of join you? And he's like, yeah, sure. His name, his name was Dan asked. He, he, I don't know. if you're Oh, yeah, yeah, I know Dan, yeah. uh, uh, LA McCobb. Yeah. yeah, great series. Yeah, I love it. I met Dan at yeah. um, San Fran Web Festival, which is no longer okay. a web festival, yeah, but yeah. that's where I met yeah. Dan. So yeah, and so you know, and he kind of talked me through everything that needs to happen. But you know, like getting back to the whole post production thing and all that. But um, just I don't want to gloss over that. I because I, I I didn't raise that much money. I had to learn how to do everything myself. So I had, I edited the whole entire series except for the pilot. I didn't edit the pilot, but I did all the music for all the episodes um i did most of the sound design Holy i did the shit. color correction which was a nightmare I don't color correction is the worst fucking thing in the world i don't know if you yeah that is an experience i don't wish on anybody and to this day it still drives me crazy because whenever i'm even putting together a self-tape i'm in there <laughs> moving around the the, 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 the little dials and the the curves and it, it drives me crazy but um uh you know and it, it was a good thing that i that i did the post-production work myself because I learned how to do other things that 
I, I felt like made me a better filmmaker and a better actor because I was able to look at it from an editor's point of view and be like, okay, an editor needs this type of thing to happen here. Yeah. Or, um, and it was also, you know, a good acting experience for me too, because when I'm watching myself, when I was editing myself, I was like, okay, that doesn't work, but that does. I started kind of, it was like almost like an athlete watching tape. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of, you know, like, you know, of, of the previous game being like, what did I do that worked and what I did, you know, what did I do that didn't work? So I learned a ton and, um, and, uh, it took me a year to do the post, which was a nightmare. And it was not a good, very, it was not a good time in my life. I was very, very depressed during the, the editing and, and during all that. It was, and that can make it just hard, a bigger drag and just drag it on. I know right, that, I know that feeling. Because I'm spending all this time working on something that, and my, and everybody that I'm telling that I'm, you know, around me, they're like, Hey man, where you been? I'm like, I've been working on this web series that I created. They're like, what's that? Yeah. Why, why are you doing that? That's insane. Well, what's the matter? You know, I like people just didn't understand it. And then, you know, when I met Dan and he started telling me that there's these things called festivals, I was like, cool, I'll submit to some of these festivals and see if anybody, you know, likes, might want to watch it. And, um, and it got into pretty much every festival. And, and people I, did. And I won some awards, you which did. was like, holy shit. You, know, what, you won, I, got, I know you won a big one at Vancouver, right? Yeah, I won Best uh, best Thriller. Best Thriller, yeah. And I was up against, um, you know, Number of Silence, which is this amazing series from yep. Germany that's funded by the German government, I think. Yep. You know, and... And, and they were great. And they were great to me, too. Uh, uh, they were so nice. Everyone yeah, was so nice. Gar Everybody was great. And that's where we met. We met up in Vancouver. Yeah. So yeah, that, and, and, you know, and when I, when I was, I'm trying to think if I was done with the series yet or not, but I remember a friend of ours was dating a director who um, was uh, directing an episode of the blacklist and they came over for dinner and we were hanging out and, you know, we we're talking and, and he's like, oh, so you're an actor. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, what are you doing now? And I, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I've created this web series. And he's like, oh, cool. Show me the pilot. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I show him the pilot. And he's like, how much did you shoot this for? And I was like, well, the, the pilot, I think I shot it for like 500 bucks. He's like, it looks like you spent 30 grand on it. And I was like, well, you know, I just kind of, you know. Got lucky, I guess. It's good. And then, and then he uh, he ended up casting me in an episode of The Blacklist off of just off of seeing my work in the pilot. That's and, that's incredible. And then and then I was kind of back on the horse again, yeah. and back in the saddle, and 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 uh, you know I I got an agent pretty quickly, and and um, and you know things kind of started to, to roll after that for me a little bit, and then you know it's been it's been nice. But the the, the Rolling Soldier web series was probably the smartest thing i ever did as an actor besides going to acting school i remember i remember watching it at vancouver and you know i mean i i i know the production that we used was very good for zach and me but the way i mean this was like an action movie like i just remember yeah. seeing it i remember you know the scene of you being tied up you know in a <laughs> chair being inter interrogated and i'm like i'm like this is incredible this is so well done and yeah. i what i what i what I, what I realized in the long run, you know, I mean, after we met and everything, I was like, you did your own, pretty much your own stunts as well. Yeah. Like that was, a, that was incredible. Did you have to like, I mean, were you, 
did you know how to do your own stunts beforehand, or is that something you trained yourself, um, or is it you took well, you know? I'm a black belt in Shotokan karate. And yes, that's taught, it. And, and I taught it for a long time, and you know, it was a good way to stop myself from waiting tables. So I taught kids martial arts. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, when I was in New York, I trained really hard. I, I did a lot of MMA in New York, and I taught. You know, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember Tiger Shulman's in New York? Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, I studied. I studied at Tiger Shulman's for a long time. And uh, then I moved out here and, and, I, and I continued my training and I studied um, uh, with Emil Farkas at the Beverly Hills Martial Arts Academy. And, uh, and that's where I did most of my training and that's where I learned uh, how to be a teacher also. And, and, and you know, and a, and a lot of the things that I'd done, like a lot of like the, the, the plays that I'd been in and like some of the independent films, I always had to do my own stunts because they never could afford stunt guy. Um, stunt guy. So I learned how to, you know, I learned how to do some stuff and, and it kind of, you know, worked in my favor. So by the time the Rolling Soldier rolled around, I knew that I wanted to have fight scenes, but I wanted them to be realistic fight scenes. You know, I don't like, um, I mean, I'm entertained by, you know, comic book movies and all that stuff. Right. You know, I, I love that stuff. But when I see a fight scene uh, that goes longer than, you know, 20 seconds, I get bored right away. I think, you know, because, you know, in, in the real world, it fights over in like 15 seconds. Yep. Uh, good, yeah, exactly. Uh, Especially when so people, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it always ends up on the ground and it's a mess. Um, so I knew that, and, and plus, you know, because we were so time constrained and, and we had zero budget, we had to have like short explosive um, kind of stunt stuff that, you know, we didn't use anything exploding. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but um, we, we used what we had around us and, and, and um, uh yeah, I mean, I, I I just like I was like, what am I good at? Okay, I'm good at that. I'm good at that. I'm good at that. Okay, let's do that. And that's kind of how how the stunt stuff kind of happened in that show. Um, but it was. Um, Has everybody ever approached you for stunt work, like just to do the stunt work? Yeah, yeah, a couple of times. That's um, cool. That's really cool. It is, but you know, I'll be honest. Do you not want to get pigeonholed as that? Is that the? Yeah, I don't want to get pigeonholed as that, and and there's only so much my body can take. To be honest, uh, I get uh, that. I just did an episode not recently of um, uh, American Horror Story, where oh, um, where I get shot. Um, I I don't know if you've seen the show. Have you seen the show? I've seen the show. I haven't seen the episode you're in, but I've seen the show. Uh, I'm not a big. I'm not. So I'll be. I'm not, I'm not a big horror guy. So like when I watch I it, it's my girlfriend. I'm watching it like this. Yeah, yeah. But uh, American Horror Story was interesting because you know it, it was American Horror Story ni- 1984, so it was the last season of the show. And um, I had a scene with Dylan McDermott and Emma Roberts and um, Angelica Ross. Wow! And I play a cop. I play a cop who pulls them over, and then we get into kind of a little bit of an altercation, and then Dylan McDermott shoots me. And the way that we had to shoot the scene, we're on basically we're, we're on like a. It was meant to look like an old kind of deserted highway, but we were on an off ramp, and like the five was running right past us. Um, and, um, the scene, I get shot. He shoots me from the back seat of the car and I fall, I have to fall backwards onto the, onto the road, onto the asphalt. And, um, they had the way that they were shooting. It was, they had, they must have had, I, I, God, they must have had six or seven cameras for that, just for that scene. For that one scene. Wow. And there was nowhere for me to hide. So, you know, we did, we did like about 10 takes of, of like a long shot of it 
but they're also catching close-ups, you know, because of the way they had the cameras kind of positioned at certain angles. But um, they they had a stunt man on set, but they didn't want to use him because they didn't think he looked anything like me. <laughs> and because of the way they were shooting it, they wanted it to just be consistent. So yeah, yeah. They, they they said to me, okay, so we want you to fall backwards onto the road. I'm like, okay. So, you know, like, you know, they padded me up. They put, you know, like a, a protector on my tailbone and the whole thing. So I kept, you know, every, I got shot like, you know, 10 takes of it and falling backwards, falling backwards, falling backwards. My elbows were shredded because, you know, back, it, it's set in 1984 and like the highway patrolman in 1984 wore short sleeve shirts. And, and uh, you're falling backwards and you're not like racing it. You're being you know, shot. There's, no, there's nothing for me. To, like, yeah, I'm being shot. I'm like getting blown away backwards. And, um, and then I have to, then I, I like the, the girls are in the car and they're screaming and yelling and, 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 uh, Dylan McDermott gets out of the car and, and, uh, he's telling them to get out of the car and they take off leaving him alone and, and, and me. And then I'm, I'm trying to crawl back to my cop car to either, you know, call the, for backup or get, you know, try to get out of there. And then he kind of pursues me and, and then, you know, executes me, shoots me in the back of the head. So I'm crawling like army crawling on hot asphalt and like my arms are just destroyed. And, and I'm, I, I've fallen backwards about 10, 15 times and, and I'm sore. And um, we get to, uh, you know, this one part where, you know, he puts the gun up to the back of my head and shoots me execution style. And the way that I, I, had, I had it timed out was, I hear the gun go off and I put one arm in front of me. I don't know if you can, this is going to be horrible on podcast. They're not going to be able to understand it, but I kind of put one arm in front of me on the ground so that my head would, would fall into my forearm to break the fall because I'm getting shot in the back of the head. Right. Right. And we did it a couple of times and I, I got it. And then on the last take, I missed my forearm oh, no. and slammed my head into the, into the asphalt. Oh. And I had a massive gap head and blood was just poor face and we hadn't gotten to my close-ups yet oh fuck. and he Bill mcdermott says he's like what the he's like what happened i'm like i don't know man i missed it and so i walk over they get the medics to come over they clean up my head and it's not it's not as bad as it looks you know I, i'm irish i'm a bleeder <laughs> so, so they're looking at my head and they're like well uh, uh i don't know what, 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 what can we do and i just said to him flat out i'm like get some crazy glue and glue it together and spackle some, some, uh, um, you know, some makeup on makeup it, right? over yeah. it and see if that'll work. They're like, no, no, we'll, we'll try something else. So they put like this weird fabric on my head and then they, they, it was like a band aid fabric and then yeah. they, they like did a ton of makeup, but it was so like, and it was starting to swell. I was getting a knot and they're like, well, can you keep going? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, but you know, and then I'm thinking, well, there goes my close up on American Horror Story. And um, I know it was a drag, but um, but we shot the close-ups, and then I guess in post-production they did some kind of you know miracle. They Robert De Niro'd you and uh, CGI wizardry <laughs> from the Irishman, and, comple and completely like you couldn't even see it. I mean, it was great, and it was a good scene, and and it was really cool. But um, but after that episode, uh, you know, after doing that 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 work that stunt work, I was like, I'm not doing that again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause I get, I, for some reason I get shot a lot in the things I do. Like I got shot up in the 
in the blacklist and I get shot up on all kinds of stuff. But uh, you're a type um, of the agents like this guy likes to get shot. Let's send him this on guy one. Likes to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> and what's wow. funny is, you know, I was starting to play a lot of bad guys and a lot of cops. And so, uh, you know, I was I, I had to kind of be able to do that kind of stuff. But, you know, I just turned 50 last year and I'm just like my body can't my body's feeling it. I hear you, man. I'm turning 40 in a month. I'm turning oh, 40 man. in a month. That's a big one. It's a, a big, big one. one. And I, I mean, wow. I've last year, you know, and, you know, I was playing soccer. I joined a men's league and I used to play college soccer cool. for goalie. And, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, and, that's, a jer- uh, that's a Jersey thing. Did you play? Did you play growing up in Jersey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on ODP. Yeah, too, Chatham was good, man. Where you grew up? They were real good. They were real yeah, good. We were, uh, my, um, my senior class, this was the year I decided not to play. <laughs> I decided not to play my senior year. They ended up winning the state championship. That's always how it works. It's yeah. always how it works. But I mean, I, I had to, I had to stop playing after a month because I busted my shoulder. I was just like, I'm oh, not, really? I was playing with 20 and 30 year olds, you know, and I'm playing goalie, you know, so I'm like, I don't have to oh. run. I'm not going to put it in ACL, but like, I'm still diving and my body's just like, yeah. you know, I can't take myself out of like, this is just, you know, wreck and fun. I'm competitive all the way. And so like my, yeah. I'm doing these things that like, my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm still 25, and I can fly I, and do this. And then all of a sudden, I hit the ground. I'm like, my shoulder's like, no, you idiot, you're old. Yeah. You got to do this anymore. That's that's the same way I was thinking too. I'm like, I can still do this. I can still take these falls. I can still do you know this stuff. And and your body just can't do it after a while. It's 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 a weird thing when your body's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, you're yeah. done. Yeah. Well, before I let you go. This has been oh, a great shit. conversation, dude. Oh right. it's, been, it's been over an hour, man. This has been a great conversation, dude. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, this is, dude. This has been really fun. I've been. I mean, because oh, there's a lot of stuff I just didn't know. I mean, you know, we need to catch up off of this, but yeah, for sure, man. You know, let's let's try to make that happen. You Absolutely. Know, now that now that things are loosening up, and I mean, don't hang up we, after this call. We'll talk after this call, but yeah, yeah, we definitely sure. need to. I know we definitely yeah. need to catch up, but. I got one question for you before yeah. I let you go. And I, yeah. Jersey, you're a Jersey guy like me or a tri-state yeah, guy like yeah. me. Your pizza, okay? Mm-hmm. I ask this people on the East Coast all the time. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? Do you think it belongs what? on pizza? No. Okay, all right. I knew it. What is that? Thank you. No, that, I, I don't understand that. I cannot understand that to save my life. Man. No, neither can I. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a... Um, you know, it's a Canadian thing, but I think it's it's. Is it? That, that's, that's where that's where it came from. It, it, it came from was Canada. Uh, somebody wow. in Mont- Montreal, Papa Georgie, or something like that. I, I remember reading it at, like because we did a BuzzFeed video about it about does pineapple belong on pizza, and I was very no. hard against it. And no, <laughs> so it does not. It does not. It does not, it does not. And I think it's just because the rest of America got Papa John's and Domino's, and not like New York traditional pie or Chicago. Because oh, yeah. Chicago so, people wouldn't put we, pineapple on pizza. That's for sure. No, I mean, we got spoiled, you know. Of course. You know, I, God, you know, like I'm just thinking about like, you know, that thin crust Jersey style pizza. And I miss it, man. I miss it. And, but um, what is it that is it? What? I mean, you know, everyone says it's the water, right? I think it's I think it's a comment because I think it's it, people think it, uh, it's uh, I mean, bagels are the same way. Yep, I mean I do. I love. I mean that's the thing is I. There's a couple places out here that have decent bagels. I tried to do a bagel review once a week. I've been struggling to do it just because I've just been busy with a new where? job and everything. But the bagel. I mean I. I think it's where, the water. Where, where the, where's the bagel place? The bagel place I like is called Bell's Bagels. It's okay. in Highland Park. It's right. re- they got re- it's really good. I mean I love the bacon egg and cheese. You know I mean or pork roll whatever you prefer depending on where you are in Jersey. Well yeah I mean did you call it pork roll or did you call it Taylor ham? I call it a pork roll. Yeah, see, I call it a pork roll yeah. also. I know people, my friends of mine call it Taylor ham, but I mean, I would just get bacon, egg, and cheese. I would never. Did you like it on a bagel or on a roll? 
I liked it on a bagel. Yeah, me too. I liked it on a bagel. I, I didn't. I didn't. Pro- I didn't hate the roll if there was right. no good bagels available. Right. But, but you know, like a buttered roll is another thing. You know, Indy's laughing at me because of my concessions about this whole thing. Right. Because like I'm so I'm so I crush people about bagels out in L.A. And then I'm yeah. sitting here and be like, yeah, I'll take a roll. But here's the thing, Indy: rolls in New no. Jersey are better too. Yeah, no, the, the buttered roll in New Jersey is a thing. You yeah. get it like I remember going to uh I mean you get it like at a Wawa or uh yeah. uh, or you know at seven eleven and they were awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean because you can't I mean San Fran's great for sourdough, you know. I mean this is yeah. places yeah. LA is great for uh tacos and, and yeah, you know, burritos. I mean, you can't be- yeah, you, you can't, can't beat it. I mean, and like you know, the like Japanese food out here is fantastic. It's fantastic, too. and, and, and Thai, the food. Thai food, Vietnamese food is fantastic. Yeah. I yeah. still prefer the Chinese food in uh, on the East Coast than I do to yeah, the West me too. Coast. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but yeah. I don't think it has no, to do with I, water. I, I will not do the the pep the pineapple. Like my daughter wanted to try it from from CPK from California Pizza Kitchen. Oh, that's and that, and like, that's where it happens. It's that's where people but, get you. It's like yeah, those places like know, CPK. I I make pizzas Friday nights. At my, uh, here. Do you really? I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't like. I'll, I'll buy the dough. Yeah. I want to. I want to. One of these days, I want to make my own dough. But you know, I've kind of got my technique down. I I can I can you know get it really thin, and I've got some really good. Um, I've got these great. I don't know. This, everyone's gonna be bored as hell listening to this. But I've got these great <laughs> um, pizza trays for the oven and. Oh, it's hard to explain. It, it, they're good. They're not anywhere near as good as what, what we're used to, but, no. but uh, it, it does the trick. It does the trick. Yeah. I uh, well, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah. anything? Oh, do you All want right. to plug? Do you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, sure. Like, follow me on Instagram yep. at John J Tag. That's J O H N J T A G U E. Um, Got anything coming uh, out? Anything that we can watch soon? Yeah, uh, a couple things. Um, on the same handle on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm not very active on Facebook, but um, I did uh, just recently worked on a little series called Civil Disobedience, which kind of tackles some social issues right now. Uh, really good group of people working on that. Awesome. Um, I'm in uh, another season of the show uh, Consequences. Uh, it's a it's a web series, but you can find that pretty much anywhere now. Um, season two is going to be coming out fairly soon, I think. Um, and people can watch the roll, people can watch the Rolling Soldier oh, online, yeah, right? Yeah, you can watch the Rolling Soldier on YouTube right now. I'm. I, I, I was in talks with uh, with a distribution company, and they're they're supposed to be getting it out there on on bigger platforms, but I haven't heard from them in a little while, so I need to kind of check up on them. Jerks. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see if they can get it going. I mean, you know, it's. I know. It, you know what it, you know you know what it's like. I know. Um, I know exactly what it's like. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, other than that, um, oh, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. I'm doing a. Um, uh, a prequel fan film for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and they're raising, yeah, they're raising money for that right now. And um, it looks it, the people that are involved in it, it it's good, it, you know, if you're a fan of that genre and, and of that film in particular, I think you're going to like it. So that's called the Sawyer Massacre. You can find that online, and their Indiegogo campaign is happening right now. So you might want to check that out for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Go fund this film. Go fund this. This is me great. Go check out The Rolling Soldier. John, thank you so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate Zach, it. It's been a pleasure. It's so good to see you. Yeah, and, um, you know, I hope we can do this again sometime. We will, for sure. And we're going to do it in person. So, yeah, yeah. Let's do it for sure in person. Thanks, John. You got it.